0: You're listening to that Park Life podcast.
1: From attraction deep dives to resort rundowns to cast member chats. They're here to help you live that park life. Here
2: they
0: are now.
1: Beth and Gray.
2: We're back with that Park Life podcast. Should we add that to our intro?
1: I mean it's
2: a Beth Original. It is. It's Beth Original, if you will. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Hello, Hanging out everyone. With, my, with my boy Greg. He's like finally That's back me. on the he's on the mend. He sounds like more normal. He doesn't sound Thank super you. sick. Um Yeah, good stuff. Glad you're feeling better.
1: Yeah, my nostrils are a little bit more clear instead of I have a little less Urkel in my voice, although I think it was yeah. a little deeper than Urkel when I was uh, It
2: was deep. You had like a deep voice. Normally you sound like this. Yeah,
1: normally (laughs) it's Mickey Mouse. Finally hit that puberty. So Uh, uh, I'm excited today for lots of free sins. We have a guest. I feel like we haven't had a guest in a while. We get Mm -hmm. to let someone into the clubhouse today. That's right. And, you know, I have this growing love of Disneyland. Looking forward to hearing the perspective of someone who goes to Disneyland all the time. You know, what is it like when they come here? Mm-hmm. So, I'm excited about that. We have some news nuggets coming your way. I kind of want to dispel a little rumor or two about a certain mm. thing that's closing that maybe you all heard about yeah. something in space.
2: Something that's and... very shocking. <laughs> oh my God.
1: I was thinking hopefully you're sitting down if you haven't heard it yet.
2: Yeah. well, sorry to break sorry to break it to you, but
1: yes. But before news nugs and all that, yeah. let's just let's just let our guest in. try not to be a, a jealous person, Beth, because I think that generally jealousy is not like a feeling that moves someone forward. Mm. But I'm finding it difficult every time I see our guests' Instagram posts from Disneyland, because as you all know, or maybe you don't know, maybe this is new to you. Um, I'm sure Beth is tired of hearing it. I really like Disneyland, right? Like it's a fun We it's get a it, fun Greg. We get it. There's something to be said for it being like Walt's Original Park, mm-hmm. right? Okay, fine. I'm literally standing here wearing a Disneyland shirt. So uh, and just like thinking about how we have on Disney World locals talk about our park. I like, how cool would it be to to talk to someone who uh, treats Disneyland as their backyard? Mm-hmm. Like, what do they think when they come here? So now instead of it being a rhetorical question, it's a legitimate question. We get to ask our guest, and here he is, Caleb. Welcome.
2: Welcome, Caleb.
1: Hey guys, thanks so much for having <laughs> me. Excited to chat.
2: I'll try to keep. I'll kind of try to keep Greg down, you know, a little bit, because I know he's just a little <laughs> excited for today. So.
0: I love the Disneyland enthusiasm.
2: If I need to spray you down, okay. it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. Just calm down.
1: Okay. Well, a lot of questions, sir. But um, the, main, like, the main topic here is, you know, having us go through your list of five must-dos when you're visiting Disney World. Again, with that perspective of someone who's coming from mm-hmm. Disneyland. And then at the end, I have to give you the business about some run Disney <laughs> events that I've seen you win that I'm incredibly jealous of your, your pace times. But anyway, let's just jump right into yeah. it. How long have you lived in the Disneyland area?
0: So I've lived in Southern California since January, 2021. So a little over two years. Okay. And it's actually interesting because, you know, I do consider myself a Disneyland local now, certainly living Mm -hmm. here and going to the parks all the time. But growing up, we did not go to Disneyland. Um, So like my first entry into the Disney parks was to Disney World as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. And like going some as an adult too until I lived here, but that like being a Disneyland local has like totally changed my perspective of going mm-hmm. well to any Disney park and certainly when I do my, you know, few visits a year over to Orlando.
2: Yeah. How often are you going to Disneyland? Like how often are you
0: going to the Disneyland park? Disneyland. So people think <laughs> it's funny. People <laughs> certainly do think that I go every day. Uh, yeah. But no, I do not go You're every like day, I'm just getting right? enough uh,
2: content to make it look like I'm here every day.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, there you go. But no, I probably go on average once a week. You know, okay. sometimes that changes depending on the week. Maybe I don't go for a couple weeks if I'm gone or things are going on because i live up in la so you know it's obviously close but traffic in la is a nightmare too always okay. so it can take a long time to get down there which is maybe a good thing so that i'm not able to actually go like you know 3 to 4 times a week all the time
2: week. yeah i think my friends literally live like 10 minutes from it and so that's why they're mm. there all the time but i was going to ask you cuz i was curious for someone who lives there i'm like do you, do you see like some people there all the time that you're like i feel like i've seen them here before or like I'm curious if there's people that you see that you're like they must live here because i've seen that i see them all the time here
0: i mean i think i see i definitely almost every trip i see someone i either know or recognize or someone okay. you know finds me um because it's it's a smaller like physical space than right disney that's world what Resort, i was thinking i'm like right? you could
2: you could definitely stay lost in disney world but i feel like disneyland's harder to kind of you know what i mean
0: yeah, yeah. So the the smaller space sort of um allows for you to see people more regularly. And so yeah, there's definitely people I know that are there much more often than me. Must have uh, be able to get there quicker and easier than I can. Yeah.
1: So we mean it when we say you're a Disneyland yeah. local. I feel like that's that's established. Yeah, for sure. So um let's get to your list yeah. and get to your five must-dos for when you're visiting Walt Disney World. So these are not in any particular order, but they are your your five that you chose to put on this list. So start wherever you'd like to start. What What's your first one you want to mention?
0: Yeah, so this was a hard list to come up with. And I think my list is kind of just like all over the place as far as okay. like things and experiences and food. But the first thing that I thought of is I've got to have a Mickey waffle. And I know that like people may think, well, you can get that at Disneyland too. Well, one, mm-hmm. it's actually a little tougher to get it at Disneyland. Like it's a little more uh-huh. just like fewer there's just fewer restaurants overall, right? Okay. And so there's there's few I think there's maybe only two ways to get it inside the park unless I'm forgetting one. And then other than that, it's like um pricier character breakfasts in the hotels. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and obviously those are options at Disney World too but anyway the point being is for me just like it's a peak breakfast moment to have a Mickey waffle Mm. it tastes better than normal waffles somehow I don't know but it's also (laughs) just like it's just a it's a touchstone of like having a really great Disney trip for me no matter which like park I'm in
2: okay do you have like a do you have a favorite spot that you like to get one Mm
0: -hmm. my favorite breakfast place at Walt Disney World is Whispering Canyon and um, Wilderness Lodge. It's my favorite resort. It's my favorite breakfast place. Um, and I kind of like that it's, it's you know, it's a little cheaper than a character breakfast. Mm. But it's, you know, still a little pricier to get those, um, like, all-you-can-eat skillets. But I also yeah. just love the atmosphere of Whispering Canyon. I know it's not for everyone. but um, But I love, like, being able to get, like, just as many Mickey or many waffles as I want. Mm-hmm. bring them on
1: yeah. yeah this is a bad idea because i'm hungry here and all this <laughs> love we love wilderness lodge it's definitely one of our um, favorite resorts and whispering canyon maybe is a little niche for people but I, greg likes it mm-hmm. greg's a big fan um especially when they're giving you like a big sass for no reason um not including the time i was publicly shamed when i was like five years old i'll have to retell that story i feel like it's been a while since <laughs> we talked about that um anyway i'm emotionally scarred is what i'm saying from that <laughs> restaurant but I still enjoy it as an adult he's totally gotten over it i promise yeah clearly it's not lingering yeah i section. guess I, so, that is
2: something we take for granted because you can get hit you can get mickey waffles like so many places there i didn't realize i guess i didn't think about like there, there's not a lot of places you can get at disneyland but at disney world there's a ton of places like almost
1: i mean anywhere every, that has
2: breakfast has disney waffles
1: yeah any resort quick service
0: yeah I don't like I, if i remember i right, like even like the quick service at yeah, the deluxe right. hotels have them yeah right and so that's like just as not as easy mm-hmm. to do here Get that. You
1: can also get themed. Not not all of them are even Mickey. There are some places. Yeah, yeah there's the Stitch it. at Oana right? hmm Yeah, exactly. And I think if I can't remember if it's Boma or at uh, Tusker House in Animal Kingdom, but one of them has Simba on the waffles. And there's a couple of I other places Boma, that have different things on because it. Because I feel like Could I would be. have remembered
2: okay. that from um, Tusker, but anyway. From tuska Good deal, Tusker House. All right, what's your next one? Okay.
0: Okay, the next one is to ride Haunted Mansion. That. Haunted Mansion is oh, my favorite yeah. all-time Disney ride um, and obviously the OG is here at Disneyland and yeah. it is it's my favorite but I love that you can go to Disney World and it's a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. It's you know the architecture is different outside the the interior there are a little bit of, a few tweaks that are different um, and it mm-hmm. is just like it's my favorite like nostalgic ride yeah. and I have to do it every trip.
2: Did you love Phantom Manor then?
0: Oh my God! Yes, Phantom Dude, Manor was goddamn. incredible. I loved it. It's like you know, it's certainly. I mean, like the first half of it is like loosely similar, but the back half yeah. is like incredibly different. The story different. Is, and
2: the storyline's different, and it, I was like, it's very dark. Like, and it's weird because you're like the storyline there is this dad doesn't want anyone to marry his daughter, so he's like weird. Like he like he kills all the grooms. It's very interesting to me. Like that. That's the storyline yeah. there, but. Um yeah, Haunted Mansion. I feel like uh, for us like that would be a must in Disneyland. So I totally get that it's a must in Disney World okay. for sure.
1: I'm glad you brought up Haunted Mansion. Um I have a beef, Caleb. It's not with you, but I'm <laughs> I want to talk about as someone who frequents the Disneyland park, mm-hmm. right? Because you have the distinct privilege and honor of getting some overlays mm-hmm. to some of the attractions in Disneyland. And for the very first time um, this January when my wife and I went to Disneyland, we saw the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay and blown away, right? It's basically a different ride, which is, like, wild to me. Because we have, like, minor overlays over here. Mm-hmm. Um, we do get Jingle Cruise, which is probably, like, You're like, you biggest. can suck
2: at Jingle Cruise. We just really want know, the overlay of like,
1: Haunted Mansion. <laughs> I love Jingle Cruise, right? Like, I, I'm a big fan of Jingle Cruise in general. So just yeah. change the name. I'm good, right? But then um, we went on this. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, Haunted Mansion. We were like, what the heck? Like mm-hmm. this, it would to me. It was like so, so, so cool. So, um, part of the reason, uh, my understanding of why Disney World doesn't really do overlays is that because it's a more international destination, mm-hmm. that guest feedback has been they prefer to see the uh, classic version of attractions, yeah. right? So we don't get a lot of overlays here. Whereas Disneyland is often more uh, populated with locals who are there kind of more often and maybe like need the change of pace, mm-hmm. right? However, that's not my problem, so I don't know why I have to experience it. So I'm wondering, and that's the question I would written down, I was like, I'm assuming you, uh, when you come here, it's kind of like a relief to know that no matter what, Mm -hmm. you're getting classic Haunted Mansion vibe, like no matter what time of year you come down.
0: Yeah, I definitely did. That's right. I mean, I love the Nightmare, the Haunted Mansion holiday overlay. I've actually gotten to walk the track while oh, they were setting so it up one, this past oh. year. Um, so I saw like a kind of lights on behind the yeah. scenes look, and it was just insane. I got to That's walk in cool. the ballroom. Um,
1: probably oh one of like,
0: it's definitely my coolest Disney moment. Yeah. Like, even like, you know, getting to like, going to like Club 33 and 21 Royal, like, I, it's still Haunted Mansion for me. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> I that. um, yeah, that is really nice. I mean, like I said, I love Haunted Mansion Holiday. I don't really love how long it lasts here. They even did it a couple mm-hmm. of weeks mm-hmm. longer this year yeah. than normal. So I was just like, I'm ready yeah, for thank like you. my...
2: Yeah, that's when Greg went. That's the only reason why he got to see it.
1: <laughs> we go. We tend to go well, like tor- toward the end of January. So last year we got an extended version of uh, Small World, like their holiday thing. And this year, I guess they decided to do Haunted Mansion. So like... Mm-hmm. I was grateful for it. I'm so sorry that um, you had to deal with it, but I was really, grateful. Really well, let me ask you this. Um,
2: now, we are, you know, we're supposed to get the hat box ghost. And so, yeah. like, are you excited about that? Or are you kind of like, well, like, I, you know, I've already, we already see that, so.
0: No, it's, I am so we're, excited We're, like, freaking out about I mean, it.
2: My husband and I were like, oh, my, like, we just, even riding in our last trip, we're like, do we think it's going to go there? Or do we think it's going to go here? Like, where do we think they're going to put it? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, when they announce, like, he when he is coming, it's going to be, like, what is the as I can go after that? Um, I'm so excited for that.
2: Yeah, we can't
0: wait. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, I wish we had that moment here, too, even though we, like, have him in the ride. But, yeah, um, yeah I'm really excited about it.
2: So, I do have another, uh, like, purist, Haunted Mansion purist question for you, because you have been to Disneyland Paris now. We really mm-hmm. loved, like, the graveyard scene in of manner like I was like I kind of liked that better than ours what did you think about that I mean because it's like an old west like it's different there's just more like bells and whistles going on there but we thought it was cooler
0: yeah I tend to agree and I think that is sort of like representative of my overall thought of Disneyland Paris like I think like the sort of the the like the art throughout the park a lot of it is like very whimsical and mm-hmm. just like pretty and i guess that's not really necessarily true for Han, for a phantom manor but it's sort of um um extensive like that and i just think they take so much care to for, with the design and the art in paris and that is just like overall my favorite thing about that park yeah. so yeah i agree i loved it there
2: yeah good stuff there okay what's your next one
0: Okay, next one. I'm going to go back to food for a little bit. Um, So one thing that I always try to do is to have a sit-down meal. Not necessarily very expensive, but just one where we're actually sitting down on a quick service where you can just sit and enjoy the time. Yeah. Because... I have found that my, like, I have a couple of friends who I go to Disney World somewhat regularly. It's the way we sort of hang out every so often. And we always say to each other, we're going to take it slow. We're just going to enjoy it. There's a, we've done most of this before, but like, as may be true for, for both of you, it it ends up like we're going like, you know, nonstop. Mm -hmm. But I found like having like a really good, like sit-down restaurant reservation that we're committed to, like, forces us to sit down, enjoy each other's company, not worrying about, like, running from one end of the park to the other. And especially if we, if you know, we're, we're trying something new. But I think it's just a way that I really enjoy, you know, sitting down, appreciating, like, the design of where we're eating, and mm-hmm. just taking it slow.
2: So do you have, like, your top three, like, what are your top three favorite sit-downs?
0: Oh, man, so tough. Um, Put me on the spot. So I think... Whispering Canyon is still my favorite breakfast. Okay. Although I finally got to try a couple of trips ago, Kona Cafe at Polynesian. And I yeah. really love that breakfast spot also. Yeah. Um, Let me think. So you're more um, into just like the
2: breakfast spots. Have you done, like Greg and I are, we, we love Ohana. Have you done Ohana yet?
1: For dinner. I've done especially. Ohana
0: for okay. dinner and it was really good. And we got... Uh, we got a table right by the window so we could see like yep. the water and the cat and the castle across, and it was just like yeah. beautiful. Um, so that's a top one. I really love, honestly, I would eat anywhere in the Animal Kingdom Lodge again. Like those restaurants oh, yeah. are just yeah. like
2: Boma's really so, good.
0: so good. Yeah. Um, so those are definitely tops, also.
2: Okay.
1: All right. Gotta get that Boma coma. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um,
2: that was Greg and I's I've first meal that- together. Like our, no,
1: our oh. first meal was at Sanaa. Oh no, you're right. Got, it was Sana. It, it was Sana'a. wasn't Boma. Yeah, we got the bread service, and I got some type of chicken.
2: Sana, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. That was like years ago. Have years you done ago.
2: breakfast at Boma, Caleb? I've heard Boma
0: breakfast. Is so amazing. I kind of went insane the last, the one time I stayed in Animal Kingdom Lodge, and mm-hmm. I had Boma for breakfast, Sana for lunch, and Giko for dinner.
1: <laughs> wow, the trifecta.
0: Wow, yeah.
1: Your toilet
2: was probably. It was screaming a very full anyway. day, but it was one. It
0: was honestly like the best like food day I've ever had at a Disney resort. It was yeah. so good. I bet that was. good. I mean,
1: the thing about that resort is that that food, right? That like that culinary experience is is not really found yeah. elsewhere, right? That's a pretty uniquely right. themed resort, and so is and so is the food. So if you're going to do a trifecta like that, like that's a good yeah. place to do it, um, especially since you don't have that type of resort option in Disneyland, yeah. right? You just have your. Your three Disneyland resorts over there, and they're and they're different for sure. Yeah. Um, obviously, we have a little bit more dining. You options, just need to so, make sure you have eight hundred
2: dollars um, to spend on that day for for food. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man, it's a little pricey. <laughs> hey, but you know what? You do you. It's what you got to do. All right, what's your fifth one? Number five.
0: Oh,
1: fifth one. Right. I've got I think I've got oh, two more.
2: was that 3? Yeah. Gosh. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, Beth, you're getting ahead of us. I'm, I'm trying, trying to yourself. get you out of here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number 4. Number 4.
0: Okay, so number 4 is to get a good picture with your group for mm-hmm. the memories. And this I thought of because every time I've gone to Disney World, the trip is always different. Um, It's not always the same people. Sometimes it is. But just, like, the experience is always different. And I have, like, always had these, like, I always get to try to get a good picture because I can see it. And it's just immediately I can think about, you know, Mm. what was going on with that picture, what was, like, Mm -hmm. funny, the weird, ridiculous thing that happened during that trip because it always Mm. does. Um, (laughs) Like, I had the picture of... Uh, me and two of my good friends on um, like one trip we took um, a couple years ago that was like before COVID. And, you know, it was just like remembering like what it was like before all that happened. It was like the last Christmas party that I got to go to before they started back. Mm. Um, I have one with another friend that's like on my fridge with a Disney like. Um, framed magnet of the first day of the 50th anniversary, which was like an absolutely insane day in Magic Kingdom, I both bet. good and bad. Uh, but I just try to, you know, get like a pe- because I mean, you know, you take a lot of pictures on your phone while you're there, but I always want one that I can sort of at least print out and physically yeah. hold mm-hmm. on to.
2: Yeah, that's a good one.
1: It's spring cleaning season, and I realized I have a problem, Yeah. and that problem is a ton of shirts from the parks, Mm. like like a lot, okay? Mm. I don't wear all of them, and I don't want to throw them away, so what can I do with them? Mm -hmm. And that's where Project Repat comes in.
2: Project Repat is actually a company who takes your favorite t-shirts and turns them into high-quality quilts. You can start with just eight shirts for a lap quilt or 18 for a big throw blanket. All blankets are made here in America by workers earning a fair and living wage. Project Repat has over 31,000 positive reviews on their website. Can can we get some of that? Some of those reviews? (laughs)
1: They constantly have deals on their site. You can join their mailing list with a special link so you don't miss out on the deals. Right now, there's a fun little prize wheel that you can spin to save some money.
2: Ooh, We love a good prize wheel. Uh, Yeah, you can find the link to sign up on our episode description and get one step closer to bringing a new life to all of your unused shirts. Let's be serious. We're talking about the Disney ones.
1: So you you mentioned the Christmas party, which just got me thinking, you know, the the parties are definitely different in our Magic Kingdom versus Disneyland Park. Uh, How do you feel about our Halloween and Christmas party offerings?
0: So, I've actually... The Halloween party is, I think, the only, like, late night event I've never been to. So, I think, like, in general, I mean, the Christmas party at Disney World, and I tell this to everyone who I talk to about these things, is my favorite after dark, late night Disney event ever. Mm. And that that includes Oogie Boogie Bash here, which I love um, and excited to go back to, um, but... I don't know if it's because, like, the Christmas party is just something I always went to as friends, with friends. Mm -hmm. And it was just something I always, we always did and had a really good time at. And then going back this year, like, getting to go back after COVID was just, like, such a rush of joy to be back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something, I mean, you know, there's just, like, so much that's great about it. I mean, you have, you're the only, that's the only part that has Jingle Cruise right now, which I love. Mm -hmm. Um, You get the the overlay of Space Mountain. Mm -hmm. Uh, You, I mean... Uh, the the that seeing the candy cades all over the park and knowing you're like that's where you can get another round of free cookies and hot chocolate or whatever the <laughs> drink is is just like so or cold good.
2: apple juice you know what have you <laughs> just kidding. yeah
0: and I think better what I've experienced this past year going to a couple of after dark events at Disneyland is I think Disney World does a better job of like controlling the amount of tickets mm. and I don't know oh, okay. if that's just because there's, you know, more physical space in Magic Kingdom than Disneyland yeah. Park. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, the our after dark events feel so crowded constantly. Mm. There, and there's also not as much time, and like mm. I remember this past year at Christmas, the Christmas party at Disney World, walking up to fireworks maybe 15 minutes before, and like basically standing right next to the castle mm. to watch them. And like that's just like not the case at Disneyland. Yeah. I mean, Star Wars night was my first time going this past year at Disneyland and it was amazing. Um, so like having that Star Wars theme is great. And I love Oogie Boogie Bash. But I think it's just managed and executed better overall at Disney mm. World.
2: Okay. Well, that's inter- an okay. interesting perspective for sure.
1: I mean, what's nice about having the five hour time frame for the party, you know, in particular the Christmas party, is that we get two showings of the parade, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, we always recommend, unless you have kids that, you know, need to see the first one, go to that second one because it's usually less Mm -hmm. crowded and you can walk up kind of last minute and still get a pretty good spot. Unless it's raining, Um, then you really need to
2: probably catch the first one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you do have to kind of pay attention to the weather. Um, I'm looking I mean, we already bought our. Halloween party tickets. I'm excited to go. And as soon as the I'm one of those people. As soon as the Christmas party ones go and sell. I'll be right there in line waiting to swipe my card. Um, I'm definitely drinking that Kool Aid, but super excited, right? Like we yeah. love it. Uh, I started this tradition of going to the Christmas party around my birthday because my birthday is in early December. Mm-hmm. So like it kind of like works out. I like to think it's Greg's birthday party event, but it's really a Christmas party. And uh, the Christ- the once upon a Christmas time parade. I think is like such a fun parade. Um, do you you don't really do. Uh, parades for the after dark parties in Disneyland, right? I feel like because again, I haven't been to one. I just watch people on YouTube. Yeah,
0: there. So, there was one for Sweetheart 9 I'm pretty sure. Mm. I, I'm trying okay. to like remember. I could be wrong on that. I don't. We didn't see it. Sweetheart Night was just like uh, an absolute <laughs> mess of trying to get around the park and getting like any amount of character photos. Mm. Um, there was not a parade for Star Wars night. They instead do, they kind of do like a photo-ish moment that's, um, like everyone who wants to, that's dressed up by the castle. And then there's a March Mm -hmm. of the First Order, which is, you know, it's sort of like a parade on its own. Yeah. But, uh, we do have a parade at Oogie Boogie Bash. Yeah. Which is pretty good. I really enjoyed that. And there's two showings of it, two showings of it also. So you can play that, that. you know, see it later. I think that, so this is the first year they're doing Pride Night, and I think that they're going to do a parade for that one, too. Mm. Mm. Um, so we'll see how that goes.
1: As soon as they announced Pride Night, we, like, hopped on to see if we could buy tickets. Like, because, you know, obviously we have to fly there, right? So I'm, like, doing, I'm sitting here. There was, like, that meme with, like, all the calculations. It was literally me and my <laughs> wife, like, how do we get there and help support yeah. and do our thing? And, uh, but it's not going to mm. work out. They really, I don't think that we'll ever have one here, at least not in the current climate. Well, yeah. But... Uh, Maybe one day, so yeah, who knows. All right, what is, I believe, your last uh, must-do that you came up with for uh, when you visit Disney World? Yeah, so the last one
0: I tried to think of something that is maybe more unique to people who go often and someone that I can appreciate also being at Disneyland so often. And so this one is to do something new every trip. And this sort of, I mean, people... And I'm sure you both get this also. People outside of the Disney regular going world mm-hmm. will ask you, well, why do you keep going? It's, yeah. it's always the same. Well, how can you keep enjoying it so much? Which yeah. is like silly, right? It's obviously silly if you if you go to the parks regularly, you know. But I, I always make a point to try to do something new every time I go. And that's not always you know uh, a special event or show or whatever but it's just something that's sort of like lingering there it's, it's so much easier to do with disney world right because there's just yeah. so much to see yeah i mean mm-hmm. like this this most recent trip i don't know how many times i've gone to disney world now but this most recent trip we did a couple of new things um one was stay at a new place i stayed at the destino tower um at yeah. coronado oh. so you got to experience that like So I really liked it. I I thought it was a really, it's definitely the nicest um, moderate Moderate. resort I've stayed in. My only frustration is coming back from the parks on the bus is you do the full loop around all of Coronado before you stop at Destino. And it's a long trip. I mean, I legitimately think it took 15 to 20 minutes extra. And so when it is whatever time. Yeah, and you're tired. You just want to get off the bus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was my only frustration, but it's a it's a really nice resort. Yeah. Um. And then also tried a new restaurant. Uh. Last time, which people are gonna give me so much crap that I've never eaten here, <laughs> but I've never eaten at Boathouse before. Oh, it's um, a great one. I just get those eat. rolls. Yeah. Exactly. So like, I made a point. I wanted to like finally, um, get go to Boathouse and get the the duck razz ras or whatever the drink is called with the little duck. Oh, in the it. drink. Yeah. 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 So had to get that, and it was really great. Um, but you know, there's always like something new, whether it's in a resort or in the parks or Disney Springs or just whatever, there's always something new to do. And that just, it gives you something like exciting and interesting to look forward to. It makes each trip a little more unique.
1: I like that you included do something new on your list. Cause I do think there's something to be said for doing something new kind of like in most aspects of your life. But obviously we're talking specifically about traveling to Disney world. Cause doing something new means you like literally create a new mm-hmm. memory. As opposed to doing something maybe that was nostalgic for you, like you actually get to create what might eventually be right. something that you're nostalgic right. about, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. And I used to take it personally when people would ask me, why do you go to Disney World all the time? But then I think like I've rewatched The Office like season <laughs> after season for like, yeah. a, you know, I don't know yeah. how long it's been out. T- almost two decades now. Right. Didn't it start like oh, 2004? Can we not talk about, so, about like, that? So <laughs> like I... And that's what I want to yeah. do. So stop asking right. me, right? Like we all have our comfort things and then we have things we like to do to, to like try new mm-hmm. things. So Disney world just happens to be both of those things for me where there's a lot of stuff that I love. I will do it. I will ride the people mover a million times, yeah. but then we also will still. There are still some restaurants and stuff I've never tried. They're on the list. Mm-hmm. Some of them I'm still saving up for. I'm thinking I have a GoFundMe to do <laughs> Victoria and Albert's one day. But, um, There are there are still some things that we haven't done. Right. I mean, we've we've been fortunate enough to stay at every resort, but that doesn't mean we've stayed in every like room type at those resorts. Right. I mean, I've stayed at the boardwalk, haven't stayed at one of their cottages outside, which look awesome. So like there's still things that I haven't done. And I'm sure I'm not alone on that. So I'm glad you you, uh, included that.
2: Yeah. Do you you think you're going to stick around in California or do you think you would ever want to become a Disney World local?
1: Oh, all the cool kids are locals here. <laughs> Have you ever thought about no, it?
0: I, I feel pretty confident SoCal is, is home for me long okay. term. I can't okay. imagine. Honestly, it's so funny because I grew up in Texas where it is also very humid. Um, the Florida humidity is, is much worse. Yeah. Um, but it's like now, anytime I'm in anywhere, that is very and I just, it is awful for me. And it's yeah. like, I never grew up living this way. <laughs> yep. Um, I, I even went to college in Austin, which is like even worse than where I grew yeah. up in Texas. Um, but yeah, the, the Florida weather is not it for me. Um, I'm I in that boat. I mean, weather. I'm in
2: South Carolina, which isn't that much better, but I'm like, nah, I can't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. There's no way. And I grew up at the beach, like, so I get it. I'm like, People are like, you grew up at the beach. I'm like, yeah, I did my time. I'm done with it. <laughs> I'm done with yeah. the humidity.
0: It is. I mean, it's like, it's it's frustrating that the flight is so long between mm. um, LA and, and Orlando. I mean, I almost always, when I'm going there, take a red eye because yeah. you just lose so much time trying mm-hmm. to fly during mm-hmm. the day. Um, But yeah, I can't imagine moving to Orlando. I love I get uh, that. LA too much. <laughs>
1: When we fly there, which isn't like super often, but we've been going now once a year, usually in January, and uh, we stay on Orlando time, like that's how we just like get through the day. So we'll go to bed at like eight o'clock at night, and we wake up at like three thirty or four o'clock in the morning. So we're like usually super first, like first online to get into the park, cause like we're we're up, mm-hmm. um, we're literally sitting around the room waiting for like the hotel to wake up. Like the places to eat aren't even open yet. Um, but going the other way is a little bit more mm. difficult. Um, yeah. Here's something that I wanted to make sure I talked to you about because I know that you run and I do. Um, you've, partic- you've participated in the run days events here at Walt Disney World and I've been lucky enough to so far take part in two. But... Um, as you are well aware, there is an event happening in your neck of the woods in January, which I'm actually going to be at. And I'm super excited. So how excited are you that you finally get a run Disney event for the first time in forever over on your side of the coast of the country?
0: Yeah, I'm so excited for that. Although TBD, how it pans out, I have put myself (laughs) through a busy run Disney Mm. um, cycle this year. I'm running the wine and dine uh, half marathon in November out there Mm -hmm. and then i'm running the full again in january out there and then the half marathon is the next weekend here so yeah i mean i had to do i had to do the disneyland one right i will probably have just barely recovered from the marathon like physically probably not emotionally from the (laughs) the full marathon whenever i'm back here for the half marathon so it won't be you know my My best time, but I will be getting both, getting that coast-to-coast challenge completed. Um, so it'll be, yeah. it'll be fun.
1: See, I thought I was losing my mind because <laughs> I registered for the world half and then I have the Disneyland half. So I thought, am I going to be able to do a half and then a half mm. later? I haven't done back-to-back halves like that. And um, I'm I'm going to say rel- relatively new. Actually, what I really want to hear you say is you've been training for like 20 years because <laughs> uh, I saw your pace for the marathon weekend in january and if i remember correctly it was around the eight and a half minute mark and i saw that right and i think it was for every mile and when i say think i say i actually mean i know because i remember because i've been thinking about this um i would someone would have to like push me to to get to that pace for 20 well yeah but like how tall are you hold on how tall are you it doesn't even matter he's probably like I think it does matter because i feel like the
2: taller you are the like the quicker you run (laughs) i don't know just like
1: I know, I, well, I know that like it depends on your body type, yeah. right? So um, you're, you look like you're built for running, if I can comment on how you look physically. So, um, you know, like I can, I can't, I just can't, man. The longest I've ever run, which wasn't that long ago, it was a couple of weeks ago, I, I hit 17 miles, right? That's like my longest I've run. I was averaging 10 minutes a mile. Normally I'm at like nine, but I, I, I so the whole time I'm like, how does <laughs> anyone run yeah. this thing? A sub nine minutes for 20, 26 miles. What I really want to know is how, what parts of you are not human? Right. Cause it's gotta be some. <laughs> I think I, you know, there's a couple
0: things I've been running since I was like 11 years old. Um, okay, I don't you. know yeah. if it was a thing like where my mom just needed to get me- my brother and me out of the house Probably. in the summer, but, or I was like, <laughs> you know, mentally unwell as an 11 year old, but I actually did like summer track okay. growing up. Yeah. Um, whew. So, I mean, that started, like, when I was, like, 11 years old, and I've been, like, regularly running since then. I really didn't do, like, formal races until, you know, maybe, like, five-ish years ago, just because I never cared that much about it. I just sort of ran. Ran Running has always been kind of, like, the thing that I do to just, like, clear Mm -hmm. my head, to, to, you know, go do something outside, uh, be active. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so I think like, you know, part of it is just like running a long time. It's a thing that I'm, you know, been really consistent about. Mm. I mean, it's 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 mental and physical. So I guess just like having done it for so long, I'm able to build in. I also don't I think I'm kind of like psychotic with running. My friends (laughs) tell me because I even like just like training or when I'm you know trying to like build my pace, I never run with music. Mm, because what? i'm just so Dude, that's, conscious that's and like focused on my breathing mm. and it's not like oh. i'm like you know like actively thinking about it the whole time it's just like it's i guess it's like a subconscious thing mm. and if i'm hearing music if you hear music when you're running if the beat changes from song to song you sort at least in some ways inherently mm. change your pace, pace. um to so, like it sort of like problem greg
1: and
2: Greg, you need to listen to techno music, is what he's saying.
1: Well, what I'm hearing is, uh, Caleb, you handle your running the way I handle myself in the bedroom. I got to concentrate. So, um, <laughs> so it's funny you say that because you're probably, right. what I'm hearing is, Greg, um, uh, it's okay that you're a little bit slower because you haven't been running for 20 years. Um, I don't really train. I just kind of like run and I just see how long I can go for. I don't pay attention to my pace. I listen mm-hmm. to all kinds of music. I'd not like podcasts because I like, I need something to like motivate me. Um, mm. So now, anyway, I really just had you here to make me feel better about myself. So thank you Anytime. for validating my in, my insecurities about my running.
2: But for real, I am curious though. How tall are you?
0: I'm six four.
2: Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, come on.
1: I'm like I'm like barely five <laughs> nine, right? Like I have to like, like really stretch myself One step for him is like three steps bad. for you. Come on. <laughs> okay. Whew. I feel much better. Um, yeah. So Caleb, I didn't ask you ahead of time, but do you mind if we put you on yeah. the spot for a moment? We have of a uh, a segment we call. We didn't rename it since the FastPass system went away because like, whatever. So consider this like a classic. Because it's called. We call it FastPass Facts.
2: FastPass Facts. Because they're fast.
0: Now I'm down. Let's do it.
1: Okay. So we're going to go back and forth and ask you some questions that are meant to be answered quickly. Although there is no time limit here. But if you take Um, too long, we will will make fun (laughs) of you. (laughs) We'll buzz you. Okay. um, Fair enough. I kind of want to mention there's right and wrong answers. I mean, we try oh, not to yeah, have that, but yeah, like we will, the pressure is on. Yeah, don't Yeah, the, don't the offend us. On. Okay. Um I'll start us off <laughs> with uh this one. Uh Caleb, what's your favorite Epcot festival?
0: Uh it's got to be Food & Wine. Oh,
2: okay. okay. We don't get that a lot here. Um favorite mode of Disney transportation.
1: Skyliner. Ooh. Oh, okay. Okay. A very efficient mm-hmm. mode of transportation. It's it's definitely I think it's our quickest. Okay. Um wishes or happily ever after? Happily ever after. All day. That is okay. the right answer. Okay.
2: Um what is your favorite Disney cocktail?
1: Ooh.
0: Um man, it may be that duck raz that mm, I had at Boathouse <laughs> recently. It was, it was a good one. We get it. We get it.
1: The duck Raz gives you Riz. I is what the kids are saying <laughs> on TikTok. Okay. Your next question. Your favorite world showcase country in Epcot.
0: Ooh. Um. Maybe France. Yeah, France. France. They have good food. Okay.
2: Favorite Disney character? Ooh. Aladdin. <gasps> oh, oh yeah, I see oh. the picture behind you. That makes sense.
1: That's true. Yes. There's just for everyone else. Mm -hmm. There's a picture of uh, Aladdin and Jasmine on a magic carpet Mm -hmm. behind with the genie's lamp and stuff. (laughs) I feel like you could even get away with dressing up as Aladdin for Halloween. I could could see you being Aladdin.
0: I did for Oogie Boogie this past year. Oh, there you
2: go. Maybe
1: maybe I did see it, and that's why I'm thinking. That's probably it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. My last question for you: Your favorite Disney World park to rope drop so to get there early. Epcot. Oh, Ooh, okay. Interesting, okay.
2: All right, my last one here is going to be your favorite Disney attraction.
1: Of any park Overall, you've been to. Let's, let's crack yeah, it wide open. Any, park. any of the parks you've been well, to you kind of told uh, us. Uh, worldwide.
0: Favorite all time is still Haunted Mansion all right. here at Disneyland. Oh, okay. A good one all for
1: right. sure. Makes all right. sense. Oh, my gosh, this time is flying by. Well, thanks for joining yeah. us, sir. Um, we'll yeah, post- thank you
0: so much for having me
1: yeah we'll post your Instagram information in our episode so everyone can follow you and follow along your Disneyland Mm -hmm. uh, local stories um, and I will continue to live in my jealousy but uh, also (laughs) still happy for you because it it is a cool time over there but anyway seriously thanks for hanging out and chatting all things Disney World and Disneyland with us
0: of course thanks so much for having me
2: Oh boy. All right. Nothing can stop us now. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. I just, I just felt like we needed that in the moment. Yes. Um we got a couple news nugs here and yeah. yeah I'll, you want me to kick it off? Yeah, I was going to share this last week, but we didn't do news nugs. So um, some of this is a little bit old, but, you know, it might be new to you. So VIP passholder days, they're going to begin for a limited time in June. Uh, they haven't really announced like a ton of information on it yet, uh, but it's just for passholders. And this is basically what's coming. So they've got um, a new passholder magnet is coming, which I think everyone basically says it's going to be a figment.
1: They didn't say it. It was teased by use of the word imagination. We assume it's...
2: So hopefully it'll be a figment one, which, um, yeah, that'll be great. And they're going to have, like, pass holders will have limited time access, exclusive space to rest and cool off. So they're going to, like, open those back up. They had those, um, like, around COVID times, but I guess... They're going to like be doing that again. So it's sort of like a VIP area where you get to go in and kind of just sit down, cool off, whatever, but you got to be a pass holder. Um, They're going to increase discounts. So on select merchandise and dining locations, they're going to increase some of those discounts there, which I'm interested to see what that's going to look like, because it's been a really long time since they've done that. And uh, let's see what else new pass holders, exclusive treats will be available for purchase and they'll also get a chance to capture memories of their latest park visits with two limited time photo ops so they're going to do some like limited pass holder photo opportunities which would be which i mean you know take in all the perks that you will
1: and that's all in the month of june right
2: all in the month of june so more details to come i think but um they that's what they've announced so far okay yeah
1: um i'll give you a little nug so maybe you've heard that Disney announced the final Galactic Star Cruiser voyage will be in September. Blah, blah. So the the last couple days of the month will be um will be its last. Yeah. Once they announced that they paused booking new reservations, um, so that they can like figure out what's happening because some guests had booked a voyage that was after those dates. Mm-hmm. So they needed an opportunity to move some guests around, and in doing so, the last voyage has officially sold out. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's kind we of a big deal. figured that would happen. Yeah. Whether you thought it was going to be a success or not, or whether you agreed with the pricing or with the basically LARP setting of the live action role play <laughs> yeah. setting of the thing, uh, it's the last thing is sold out. So people want to be on the last voyage. Yeah. And Disney has not, as you might imagine, announced what will be taking its place, if anything, mm-hmm. in the future. And, you know, you read some, some articles or some posts or comments about what could go there. Which is all some interesting ideas out there, but mm. it's a it's a small hotel in the sense yeah. that I think there's like a hundred some odd rooms as opposed to the thousand plus in a lot of other hotels. Yeah. So uh, and it doesn't really have any amenities like a, that you would come to expect from a a classic like a proper right. resort at Disney. Right? There's no pool or anything. There isn't right. even windows in the rooms. Right. So what I'm getting at here is that I I get the impression that it it probably. I would be surprised to hear it's going to turn into a different type of hotel unless they continue with a type of theming that doesn't need windows. I just don't know why they would mm-hmm. put more money into it. Um When if you heard uh some of the notes from some of the, the talk that I think it was Josh Damar did, like he did his um, conference call with some company or something. I don't know, like mm-hmm. a Q and a, it was a Q and a. Yeah. And he, um, led us to believe that it is a multi-hundred dollar, hundred million dollar write off for the company. So it lost quite a bit of money.
2: Yeah, I can imagine. uh,
1: It turns out. So I don't know what will go there next, but I don't think it's just gonna pop up as a new hotel right after that.
2: I mean, I have some ideas, but we can talk about that on a future episode. So it is what it is. Um, Something else that they've announced is the Eat to the Beat concert series. I know we talk about this every year, but guess who's back on the list for this
1: year? Oh, Hanson!
2: I'm not a perfect person. Oh my
1: gosh! Hoobastank.
2: Hoobastank is back. Uh, I'm gonna read off some of the acts for. Okay. I know we just love seeing some of these. Um, some of the new ones are for King and Country. Those are they're pretty popular. Uh, Philip Phillips is coming. That's a new oh. one. Um, there's a lot that like have been here before. 98 Degrees, Boys to Men. Come on, guys. Sugar mm. Ray, Hoobastank, oh. Air Supply, Taylor Dane, Billy frickin' Ocean oh hansen is on the list they're gonna be back in october oh. yeah 38 special big bag voodoo daddy so uh we i think the 38 Kings. special
1: are closing it do they normally close they the, are closing who, it i don't yeah, know I feel like they've done that before maybe
2: uh but yeah so that's starting july 28th and going through november 13th but um yeah you know we love a good eat to the beat uh let's see who's coming concert series but so i just wanted to throw that out there uh beginning july 6th you can secure your spot for these performances with the dining package the dining packages. so the okay. dining patches doesn't start till the 6th but um gotcha. yeah good yeah stuff i'm
1: guessing that means you can start booking on the 6th but the performances don't start till the later in the month right yeah correct okay
2: correct
1: um, speaking of dining, here's a little Ooh. dining news nug for you all uh, about food trucks at Disney Springs. By the way, ah. I have yet to actually get any food from a food truck at Same Disney Springs.
2: Same here. Same here. Um, nothing against them.
1: I just have never done it. But anyway, Disney hasn't announced anything. But according to all these other websites that report and they say they have their sources and it was like multiple. So it um, sounds, sounds like a, I guess this isn't much of a news nug as it is mm. an unconfirmed I guess it's a rumor then. right? Yeah. But anyway, R- it sounds rumor control. like rumor control. It sounds like the Disney owned and operated food trucks will be going away from mm. Disney Springs. So there are some non Disney owned and operated, like the four rivers truck is an example of one that may or may not be leaving, but it is not included in this announcement. But some of the Disney owned and operated food trucks, there are hot diggity dog. Mm, you could mm-hmm. probably take one guess as to what their main item is there on the menu <laughs> or the uh, mac and cheese food truck. So, if those food trucks are your jam at Disney Springs and they have food there that you'll love getting every trip. Yeah. Um, so- you sorry might about not it. Have a whole <laughs> lot of time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Do you guys have where Um, it's like a kind of a newer thing here, but were like food trucks allowed to come to neighborhoods there? Do you know?
1: Uh, There was when we had a lot of construction here, but not since then.
2: Yeah. So we have a, a good bit of neighborhood. They're like newer neighborhoods, but basically they have like a full running like rotating list. It's like every week, every day of the week, they have a f- new food truck that comes and just parks in the neighborhood and then you can go get, I'm like, that is so genius and I love that idea. Oh, we just yeah. don't live in one of those neighborhoods, but <laughs> just curious. Anyway, um, yeah, you got anything else or is that all the news nugs?
1: That's all the news nugs.
2: All right. Should we take it down to some Hustra?
1: Yeah, we'll go back in time for some Disney history as always brought to you in partnership with The Mouselets, themouselets.com on TikTok and Instagram with that same username. Check them out. always, posting fun we really like them you can't tell yes
2: <laughs> and they just right. got back from a trip really late they did last night so good stuff they were there for like a whole other week all right i'm taking us all the way back to 1968 and you might be thinking 1968 walt disney world wasn't opening well it was when the walt disney travel company was incorporated into florida oh. the, co- the company will work with travel agents and individuals planning vacations to the yet to be open walt disney world resort um, they basically then expanded that service to California four years later, but I didn't realize that that was something that started with Disney World. So yeah, good old nineteen sixty-eight.
1: My gosh, I guess it makes sense, right? They needed to be there to start yeah. planning for people who are still were...
2: partnering today. True. What you got?
1: Um, I'll take us back not that long ago. It was six years ago this week when the official grand opening of Pandora, the World of Avatar. <gasps> Open at Disney's Animal Kingdom. That was yeah. the first experience I've had with doing like a preview of a land. And that was an annual yeah. passholder preview. Yeah. And we went there and Flight of Passage had like a 40 minute wait, which at the time felt long. And then once it opened, we were like, oh, never mind. Yeah. And um, I think the uh, River Journey ride had like a five minute wait. Mm-hmm. But the cool part was um, I, I didn't know what the Flight of Passage was about, but someone had dropped their child swap like fast pass paper ticket thing on the on the ground yeah. so i just picked it up and i just like showed it to the guy at the thing and they just let me in because like they assumed <laughs> that i had done it so i just yeah. got to go and I have to wait online or anything which was nice. great I just get the right up there it's a great lucky experience.
2: greg always lucky
1: well you know just always right place, right time. lucky
2: man good stuff
1: as always i've got a quote coming your way if you want to follow us on instagram our podcast account is at That Park Life podcast, my personal account, is at the Disney Greg.
2: I am at the Real Beth McDonald.
1: And what might you find on our Instagram page? Well, first of all, thank you for asking. (laughs) And uh, we are often uh, posting about our time in the parks. You'll see some polls go up. We play the Where in What Disney World uh, is this Mm -hmm. game every now and then. Um, If you'd like to have access to our Close Friends feature, see a little more behind-the-scenes stuff, you can get there by becoming a patron of ours on Patreon. We have a link to our Patreon page in our episode description. We also offer our weekly bonus episodes there. Um, so a lot of fun stuff going on on our Patreon page. Our website is thatparklifepodcast.com. You can go there if you want to request a gram, share a magical cast member moment, or submit a topic suggestion for our show. That's all over at our, our website. You can search our episodes
2: there, too, if yeah, you're looking for it turns something. Yeah,
1: Technology, man. Yeah you just want to be like, hey, when did you talk about Genie Plus or something? Just type in Genie Plus and anytime it was in an episode description, it'll pop up there, which is really Mm -hmm. helpful. Um, If you're curious what we bring to the park and maybe you want to check some stuff out, we have our Amazon shopping list. It is an Mm -hmm. affiliate link. I have to say that. Um, But it does list everything that we bring to the park and you're able to use your normal Amazon account and stuff to purchase those things. No cost.
2: No extra cost to you.
1: No additional cost to you, which is nice. Okay. A quote for you. Um, This time, I'm kind of kicking it back a little bit in time to a Walt Disney World exclusive thing. Because, you know, we've been talking a little bit about Disneyland today. So I was thinking, like, what's like a a true staple of Disney World history? And that is the Epcot nighttime spectacular Illuminations. Illuminations. So I bring to you a little quote from the narration of Illuminations from Epcot. I'm just kidding. No, that's that's the beginning of the show. Okay. Quote. And though each of us has our own individual stories to tell, a true adventure emerges when we bring them all together as one.
2: And with that.
1: And with that. <laughs> we'll see you all next week, everybody. See you
2: guys next week. All right, bye, everyone. Bye. And though each of us has our own individual stories to tell, a true adventure emerges when we bring them all together as one. We hope you enjoy our story tonight. Reflections of Earth.